it must be Thursday. I can't hear myself in here. Hopefully you can hear me out there. But you know what? It's a good day to be alive, isn't it, Rob? It's a very great day to be alive, You tried to take my tiger life from me. I got it, so I'm amped up and I'm back. Got that energy, buddy. I can't do it without tiger life. But I'm, I can't do it without you. Neither can we. None of us can. Uh, I'm not even making any sense now. I've been watching. That's what she said. I have, right? Well, she's not here. My wife, she's gone. So I, I have two kids that I've been chasing around for the last day, and I'm going to have uh, four more days of this. So I don't know where I'm God at bless right you, now. Brother. Yes, God I know bless I'm with you. you. This is my vacation here. This is my vacation. So uh, there's so much stuff we're going to get into today. We have a great show planned. We have Crystal mm-hmm. Pittman, the rugged beauty. She's going to be on. We're going to find out more about her because there's not a lot out there about her. Uh, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then also your hero. Your hero, the hero, Quentin Henry coming on as well. He's going to be facing Jason Fish coming up at BKFC 20. BKFC.com, if you want to get on that, you should, because it's going to be a great card, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of watching what Quentin has done, so that'll be fun to talk to him and kind of peel back the layers. The man, to me, I don't know how he seems to you, and we'll get into this with him. He seems, with respect, this is a good thing to me, kind of a loose cannon sometimes. Yeah. But he seems like he knows what he's doing, but he just he'll go off. And he seems almost like a real fighter. With a pro wrestler mentality or something, yeah, yeah, like the look, yeah, the ball, a, and all. Yeah, that's a that's a great analogy. That's a great uh, description of him for sure, man. But he's, you're never quite sure when you're around him. I know you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> I know it's like fireworks. Well, uh, we don't know what we're getting. We do know what we're getting. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's trending in combat sports before we yeah, get to man. Crystal Pittman. And all we do know this. We do know that uh, if you're a boxing, you're a fight fan. Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence, off. off. I don't it know what happened. Off. I just know it's off. Yeah, so Earl Spence torn retina, man. Ooh, that's crazy. Not, Left eye, I believe. How? Do you know how that happened? I Training? do not. They were actually doing, a, I believe, his physical. And when they were doing his physical, you know, it popped up. Torn left retina. So that fight is off. I would uh, think, wait a minute. I would think that if you have a torn retina, I've never had one, but that's probably painful. I would think you would know that going in that something's wrong unless he's really wanted the fight, right? Yeah. Or you would have some kind of idea that something's going Some, wrong. Yeah, you're training. You, you probably can't see as well. If you ever had a torn retina in the chat, let us know. Does it hurt, number one? Mm-hmm. And I would guess that you could tell, number two... Again, he's a warrior. Maybe he just wanted if to go not, into the fight. If not, it's a blessing in disguise, man. So, you know, going, fight blind, with one eye. going blind in one eye. And we'll talk to Quinn Henry eyes. about that later when he fought, uh, when he fought oh, yeah. Chris Levin, the one yeah. eye. So that's off, that fight. But is Pacquiao still fighting? What's going on? You're Dennis... You got <laughs> this is look, look, I tried practicing his last name like 20 times and I still butchered Let's it. Let's peel man. the curtain back a little bit here. <laughs> Rob and I, before we went on, it's horrible. I like names like Jim Smith. They're like Jason Fish. They're really easy, right? Yeah, yeah. You get these names that are hard to pronounce. We're trying to like Google it to make sure we don't sound like idiots, which we are morons with microphones. That's all mm-hmm. we are. Um, and we're going through it. And we're like, we're going to get this right. That's why I told Rob we should just put it on the soundboard. When he couldn't say it, they'd hit the sound. That's what I'm we're going to do. Pretty sure it's your Dennis Gugas. I give you time to think about it while yeah. I was rambling. Yeah. Cuban fighter, good record. Um, I don't know how the pay-per-view is going to sell, though. I, I was actually really looking forward to the dispense, and that would position Pacquiao. I mean, he's already positioned as one of the best fighters of all time, but a win over him. Oh, yeah. You know, he's back in the mix, man. So it's it's sad that, that that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Did they did they announce that if they're going to reschedule or anything like that? I d- nope. To date, I have nothing uh, further than the torn retina, and it's rescheduled. Maybe rescheduled. Well, from one fight that's not happening... To a fight that is happening, if you haven't heard about this, uh, Tito Ortiz going to be taking on. This is going to be huge. It's a thriller too. It's, yeah, what's, what's the, on, on, on their supercard. Yeah, headlined by Oscar De La Hoya uh-huh. versus Vitor Belfort. And now you have this Anderson Silva and Tito it's, Ortiz. Man, shoot, what do you think about that? That's I feel like you're excited about that, Rob. I am, man. I'm really <laughs> excited. I was really impressed by Anderson Silva's boxing ability. Um, Cesar Chavez Jr. 
you know, uh, I ain't going to get into him. But, yeah, hey, we've a win over, him a win, listen, a win over him is a win. You know, that dude's a professional boxer. Anderson Silva, excuse me, is not. He doesn't come from that, you know, that world. But he made him look like an amateur, dude. And he's, he's not young. Anderson Silva's in his 40s. Yeah. So now... Ooh, I'm, I'm excited for that card. September well, we 11th. We were kind of talking about mm-hmm. this before we went on about what to expect. And the whole card, top to bottom, looks like a pretty solid card, you were saying. And, and yeah. you know, I know you're going to be watching that. I'll, we'll probably be texting back and forth, all kinds of dumb things. So we'll be reviewing that as well, I'm well, sure. Well, that's a tough one because that's going to be the same day as Game Bread 2. That's why that's why I'm going to tease be, it. Uh, well, Game Bread 2 is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a tough one. But when you think about it, the good thing about the BKFC app, bkfc.com, the Bare Knuckle TV app, is that if you miss Game Bread, you can go back and watch it. Yeah, you so can. if you want to watch them both, you have the power to do it. And it's so cheap. I mean, why wouldn't you? For $4.99. You can't beat that, man. Boom! On the bottom of the screen. Not $49.99. Yeah. $4.99. And yeah, if, if, you, if you're digging through the couch cushions, you don't have a lot of cash, <laughs> man. Uh, just stick with the BK TV app. Bare Knuckle Television app. BKFC.com to grab that. Again, so much other stuff to get into today. Uh, very excited about Crystal Pittman to come on. She, If you've never seen Crystal Pittman, they call her the rugged beauty. She's new to the sport. It'll be her debut. She's facing mm-hmm. Aldra Cummings. Uh, that's coming up. Uh, BKFC 20, which is like, how many? That's like a week away this almost. Week, man. Next Friday. Wow, we're almost a fight week. There she is. Uh, We had the pleasure of meeting her before. She's wonderful. She's delightful. Um, I haven't seen her fight yet. I've seen her shadow box. I've seen her hit pads. We don't know what she's capable of. We're going to find out a little bit about her background. Mm -hmm. She is strikingly beautiful. Matter of fact, she was at BKFC 19 walking around the crowd. And I don't think people thought she was a fighter. I thought think they thought she was like a movie star or something. I mean, she looks like she could be a princess in a, a movie. I've been saying this for months, man. Do not sleep on her. Do not sleep on them hands. They look, they look solid, man. Uh, they look really solid. Well, so she's I, also. I'm, I'm excited to see her. Debut. She's also. I'm going to find out about this in, in a relationship, I believe, with a professional fighter. We're going to talk about that. So mm-hmm. that's got to be uh, helpful. In, sure. in her career and get training and getting ready for everything. And we just want to find out her background. And then, like I said, Quentin Henry going to be coming on. Top hero. Of fight. The big hero. Yes. Uh, I never know <laughs> that. We got some to make stuff to unpack guy. with that guy, man, from the drama in the crowd. Yeah, that, to... People forgot about that. Maybe what happened? BKFC. What was that? 17? Yeah. yeah Afterwards. Gonna, gonna dig some, that up, man. We're going to dig some dirt today. He, he's, well, you keep talking. He's going to be like, I'm not calling. And he'll probably be more excited calling early now. <laughs> he knows what you're talking about. Um, but there's so much great stuff going on in BKFC. We have so many great cards coming up. Let's talk about those, man. The All cards right, that are coming go. up. I, I know we have tryouts coming up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, actually, you know what? Let's talk about the tryouts first. We'll get to the cards later. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, and who's going to be there? Jared Kid Gotti Grant, I saw. He is, man. He the is. Youngest guy in BKFC, undefeated. Who better to learn from, man? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Someone I mean, who's new to the sport, not if really. If you're in new, the area, if you're in Florida and you're looking to become a BKFC fighter, we get it all the time. We get thousands of messages a month. How do I become a fighter? I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. Now's your chance. August 28th, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Go to BKFC.com, learn more about that. And I always say that, uh, and we've said this before. Tryouts work. Nate Shook is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Feldman's there sometimes. We have these professional fighters. We've had all these people. Lytle come through. Leonard Garcia come through. They do seminars. We've had, I'm going to forget people, all kinds of people that have come through. And even if you don't get signed, you get the benefit of coming there and getting essentially a knowledge. Master, a masterclass education <laughs> yeah. in combat sports. And then mm-hmm. you come back next time and you're more dangerous. You go to your next fight, you're more dangerous. You're learning from these guys that have been in there. And if you've never been in there, you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Because you hear that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And then they get in there and you're like, no, I can't do this. Yep. At least you go, you test your metal there, you see how you're doing. And you know, we, we look for people too 
uh, that have speaking ability. I mean, you can be a great fighter, but we also want to interview you and talk to you and find out about you. So if you come to one of these trials, just come ready. It's it's actually every fighter I've talked to who've signed or not, they always tell you how beneficial it is and how mm-hmm. like exciting it is because you don't always get to do this kind of stuff. You're trying out for, I mean, look, we work for BKFC, but this is a major organization and we're allowing people to say, hey, you know what? If you're good enough, we're going to bring you on. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not trying to sell this, man. I don't know how long we're going to be doing this for. This could be one of the last times. The pool is getting deeper and deeper. The competition is getting deeper and deeper. And again, I'm not trying to sell it. The phones are ringing off the hook. I want to fight for BKFC. We can talk about some of the newest signings that well, I know. I know we just the had, we've had, I mean, we always say Sam Shoemaker was found there. He's not a mm-hmm. newest signing, but he was found there. Um, and, and also we had uh, the Irishman, Kyle. The guy in the last fight, he yeah. was found there. Uh, over and over again, we find these people, and they have such passion when they come out of there. Because here's the thing. Professional fighters, I'll never take that away from them. They have tons of passion. That's why they do what they do. They're warriors. But when you get the new guys coming in that want to make an impact, that have to make an impact, this is how they're going to feed their family. They're mm-hmm. fighting for their lives, man. It's like the college football analogy. College football, you might play a little harder because you're trying to get noticed. And you know, and, and that that's... Kind of the same thing, I feel like. Yeah, when you're out hunting for food, man, you're going to be scratching, yeah, scratching your way to the very top if there ain't nothing in the fridge. You can do anything you can to get that uh, piece of meat, brother. Do you ever do that in the fridge when you when you go in the fridge and you're like, I want something to eat. You open up and you stare at it for five minutes and then you shut the fridge and <laughs> come go back. back and you come back and look again like 10 times like there's going to be something. Did you ever do that? Is that I, just me? Dude, I thought that was just me, man. Like I, I would do it like five different times, man. I'm like, I'm like, oh. Mm, no, no, nothing here. And like I'll an come, idiot. Yeah, and I'll come back like something new's gonna pop up. Like a moron. Yes, yeah. I do it. I thought I was the only one. Let us know if you do that in the chat as well. Uh, Crystal Pittman is in the imaginary green room that we have here live at Satellite oh, God, Five awesome. in the cyber green room with the, with the red hair. <laughs> Crystal Pittman, how are you? The rugged beauties here. Yay! Hi, I'm so. I can't hear you, I Crystal. Say, I'm so excited to see you guys again. <laughs> oh, now I can hear you. All right, there we go. We laughing. got her. All right, how you doing, Crystal? The rugged beauties in the house. I'm good. How are you? We are phenomenal. And there's so much stuff that we want to learn about you. There, there's just so much. The first thing I want to tell you is, first of all, happy belated birthday. I know your birthday Thank was about you. a week ago. Yes, I saw that. And uh, from what I understand, you got the gift of BKFC around your birthday. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it was crazy. When when I uh, first decided years ago um, that this was part of my path, I wrote down on my goals and my little vision board that by the time I was 35 <clears throat> for my 34th birthday, I wanted to make my big pro debut. Um, and I just kept working and working and, you know, and when COVID hit, I was like, it was so funny. Cause I was like, Oh man, you know, my birthday is coming up in a few months and COVID's here and, you know, it's okay. Maybe I'll just keep working hard and everything will open back up. And then within that, you know, couple weeks, I got in um, in um, communication, you know, with the managements and BKFC. And then for my birthday, they sent me the confirmed fight for poster. So it literally hit my goal That's perfect. <laughs> for awesome. my birthday. So, of course, your pro debut uh, in Bare Knuckle, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, BKFC 20 against Aldrich Cummings. Um, this is going to be great coming up in Biloxi, bkfc.com. And there's so much interesting things about you that people don't know. I don't even know. I just know there's a couple little highlights I want to chat with you about because we're going to unpack a lot. We, we're just getting to know you. First of all, your background. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you've done some wrestling. I believe you've done MMA. Is it fair to say you've done maybe one kickboxing or maybe more than that? 
No, I've done uh, three. Three, okay. Is I need some. Okay. Three. So three, four. So you, I, I gotta look. I totally forgot. I did. I've done so much, like uh, off the grid. I've done so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So as far as, as kickboxing, I mean, do you feel that uh, I've never kickboxed in this kind of in bare knuckle? Obviously, there's no kicking. You sometimes hear people that come from the UFC and stuff, and they're saying they want to you know, grab a leg and do a takedown, and they have to kind of get off of that. Did you have uh, trouble just standing and throwing punches, uh, getting ready to do that? Is that a mental block for you? No, it actually came it, – it always kind of came so natural because my passion has always been just stand-up and throwing hands and uh, – boxing and so when I had to take everything out I actually uh grew so much more my techniques everything just kind of came together even more than it already was so so I um I actually was was really really happy you know there was no mental no mental block or anything that I was throwing kicks or trying to block some, you know what I mean? Like a Muay Thai stance, everything just came really natural. Of course. And, and as we're doing this interview, you know, there's people in the live chat. I want to invite you, if you have any questions uh, for the rugged beauty, feel free to let us know. We'll try to work those in as well. But I do know that Rob has questions for you. I know you have a question. I, I mean, there's millions, but Rob, go for it, man. So Crystal, tell us a little bit. How did you get into the world of combat sports? Like what started it all? Well, what's mainly, I mean, if we want to get like into like the deep stories of my life, I kind of, I had a really, really struggled childhood. I, 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 I went through like a whole bunch of abuse growing up. It was uh, probably started around like when I was five. And um, as I got older, it's all, it always followed me. Like you name it. I mean, you know, I've been through probably almost every <laughs> type of thing you can go to when it comes to that kind of struggle, mm-hmm. you know, um, domestic family abuse just like a whole bunch of different types then and when I got into my 20s I was like man there has to be a reason why there's I just why I felt so defeated in my life people kept you know coming into my life and I'm hurting and starting having your childhood kind of taken away from you at such a young age and and I got this message that I needed to be in on this path and and of course I, you know, my son is one of my main priorities and I fight her for him, but I actually also uh, decided that I was going to fight to give what I told you guys before is like giving the broken a voice and, and fighting and, and, and there's so much more just to stepping in, in BKFC and fighting and, and doing my goals throughout there and reaching out and trying to help other people you know, who haven't been able to heal or who have, don't feel like they have a voice or can reach out to somebody or even just get help. So I'm just letting, you know, here to let people know that there's strength, you know, in, in what they've experienced and stuff like that. Yeah. And what I see in you is the fact that you remain upbeat, positive, and you seem like you've been through all this stuff but it won't break you. And I know that uh, mentally you have to be tough as a fighter and mentally you have to be tough to get through the things that you've gone through that you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's very interesting that you're able to uh, continue with the, the, the good mood. I feel like you're in a good mood every time I see you, even though you've been through all this stuff. And I, <laughs> I would guess that fighting helps you with that. You know what else I would guess helps you with that? You said you've been through all this stuff and I'm going to peel back another layer. I don't know if he's your boyfriend. I don't know if he's your fiance. 
but he is a professional fighter. I think it was WEC, Doug Marshall. Uh, that's got to yeah. be that's got to <laughs> be a great guy to kind of pull you away from the BS and put you in the good stuff. And you guys seem like you have a great relationship when I see you guys together. Mm-hmm. But not only just talking to each other in training and stuff. This guy has to be very beneficial for you. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, you know when I when I started this path, I was like, okay, I need to figure out who can I go to. Um, you know, I want to get the if I'm going to dedicate my life to doing this, I want to find the best trainer around me that I can. You know, and I like straight up dedicated from day one. And uh, they, I was sent. I lived in Fresno, and Visalia is about a four forty five minute drive from Visalia which is where we train out of and where I live now. But um, a mutual friend has said, well, you need to go see Doug Marshall. And I was like, okay, didn't ask any questions. And I met him and I was driving back and forth twice a day, sometimes three times a day for training. And, um, and um, you know, I'd just pack my son and we'd go to school for him and then come back to my cell and then come back, you know? So it was, um, it was really awesome because he did, he saw my, my path. I communicated to him and, and I know a lot of people are like, we'll come into a fighting gym and be like, Oh, I'm, I want to fight, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I came in and being like, I'm here to train this, is, you know, um, right now I, I just want to get in and train and prove myself. And then I started kind of talking about my goals and he's like, let's do it. You know? So he, training with him, he gives me that perfect balance of composure and aggression and pretty much what everything that I need and, and allows me to open up and release everything I need to release during those times that I'm fighting. So I have a perfect balance uh, when it comes to training with him. Yeah, it's know, really awesome. I've taught, it is awesome. I've talked to Joey and uh, Beltron and Britton Hart about, it. I've talked to Paige Van Zandt and Austin Vanderford about it. I feel like when you have somebody's like-minded uh, that understands what you're going through as a fighter, that makes a relationship that much easier to have. And it's that much more beneficial. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your fight. Let's talk about Alder Cummings. Uh, what do you know about Alder Cummings? What have you been training for? Have you have, there's not really tape. I don't think she's even fought for us. She was supposed to, but she didn't. So this is her debut as well. I guess, for debuts, yep. um, what do you know about her? I mean, is, have you been trying to study stuff or you just kind of concentrate on you? Yeah, I'm usually when usually um, any opponents, uh, Doug takes care of that. Uh, I'm kind of like huge on not creating like a false sense of fear. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and being like, oh, I better I better watch out for that. If there's something my coaches see that I need to uh, watch out for or they need to train me, they'll train me um, and not ex- specifically telling me, OK, you know, exactly what I need to do, because if we know what what's coming, you know, yeah, we can train for it. We know it's coming, but can we stop it? So I really go in doing my own style. I don't care. I really don't care what any of my opponents do, to be honest, um, because I feel like that's that's my area. This is they're stepping into my territory, <laughs> you know, and at the end of the day, we're all we're all um, it's all about sportsmanship. And um, but when we're in the ring, it, you know, it's a different story. So when we train, we train my strengths, we train, we turn my weaknesses into strengths and we just really focus on, on the end game and having trust in our training and, and moving forward to be uh, successful. 
And Crystal, you talked about your strengths and training on your weaknesses on, on both of them. Now, coming to the live events, has have you learned anything by seeing some of these matches live or anything that you've seen that you have incorporated uh, into your training regimen that might help you moving forward? Yeah, you know, I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of things. You know, I've seen the way we block, they block. Um, <laughs> I noticed, uh, especially the men's fights don't last very long. <laughs> the girls at the the in July, the girl fights <laughs> last very long. Um, and so, you know, besides the fact that literally it's just like, you know, we have no gloves and, and it's like little bullets coming <laughs> at your face, right? Depending on how obviously how fast they are. But I, I've learned, I've saw a lot of different things on how they block, on how, um, you know, body shots, um, pretty much everything. I've just, my mind has just been open to everything. And, and we haven't completely changed our whole training regimen, but we've, we've definitely, um, you know, bare knuckle fighting comes natural to me anyways. Um, so it's, I feel really smooth when we work on a lot of things, you know, and, uh, I feel really, um, my growth is there when it comes to learning the new techniques and, and, you know, I see a lot of people preparing their knuckles and, and we do, we, you know, we do stuff like that and definitely preparing body conditioning and, and, but there's also things that I see. There's also ways that I can take advantage of things that I see that people do in, in bare knuckle fighting that I can use to my advantage. Well, we're excited to see how you use those things to your advantage. And we're going to see that coming up before we let you out here. You're talking about the the physical training and, and let's talk about mentality. I was, I'm big on that mental training. I mean, you're, you're heading into a war, uh, your bare knuckle war. You're going to be walking down to the squared circle, the emotions, where are they at? Like when you walk into the building, when you walk, how do you prepare mentally to go there and get punched and be punched in the face? If you've never been in an official BKFC bout, like, are you wondering what to expect? Are there any nerves? There has to be. Yeah, you know, I feel like nerves, no matter what, um, are pretty normal for fighters. I don't think we'll ever get rid of rid of that, regardless if you have all the experience in the world or if people who are just starting off fighting. I feel like that's a pretty normal and honestly a healthy. Um, it's I think it's really really healthy to have uh, those nerves and anxiety. It keeps you on point, you know. And also, very I'm very comfortable. For me, my mindset is, uh, especially when I when I'm getting ready to walk to the ring, I'm just very affirming for myself, and and I'm ready. You know, when I'm there, I'm like, okay, let's go. Like this is it's my time to go into where you know I love to be, and uh, and and do what I love to do. This is absolutely a passion for me, and I'm in there to have fun and and scrap and 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 show everything that I've been working so hard for. This is the fun part for me. That's great. <laughs> you know, so, training is so, it's just, especially the weight cuts. <laughs> oh, that's gotta be the weight cuts. I, I just like pizza. I couldn't do weight cuts. I like burgers, <laughs> but it's going to be exciting <laughs> to watch you fight. And uh, we're excited. Well, someone once said to me that when you lose the butterflies in your stomach, before you go out there, you're not really, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing. So I kind of understand what you mean there. Uh, but BKFC 20 is going to be great in Biloxi, Mississippi coming up 
almost a week what's it, a week from tomorrow if you can believe it um yeah. you can watch it bkfc.com you're taking on Aldrich cummings we can't wait to see your debut both of you and uh see what you're going to bring to bkfc thanks for coming on today thanks crystal thank you so much you guys it was so great to see you you guys are so awesome <laughs> thank you too we'll, we'll send you the 50 dollars each in the mail for saying that we appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> all right crystal we'll talk to you real soon good luck go back to training go Bye. do your thing you have spent enough time with us two knuckle knuckleheads get it <laughs> it was such losers I, i'm dropping my transmission here uh i'm calling you a loser i'm just i'm putting you in here with me i'm the loser. I'm with you brother um thank you for that that was great so we learned a lot about crystal today and i'm excited to learn more about her when we watch her fight i mean that the proof's in the pudding that's she deep, can say all this some, stuff some but, of the things she was talking about yeah. raising her you know going through what she went through to where she's at right now as bad as it sounds and i, don't, I hope this doesn't come off wrong it's always great to hear struggles trials tribulations that people went through and overcoming that yeah, scrape it's, your knee oh yeah i love it i love it man from Get from going success. that from being uh going through an abusive relationship and and you know growing up in that type of environment to now taking that of what can break someone down and saying you know what i'm gonna make it build me up and i'm gonna build other people up yep. so they have a voice because i've been through that that's not, that's not awesome. to be too too deep here but i think that she understands from that interview you can tell that that's kind of her path and she's embraced mm -hmm. it which some people won't embrace it so kudos to her for yeah. embracing it and, and, mm -hmm. and empowering other people as well that's gonna be a fun fight there's a lot of fun fights in that card BKC really looking forward to that fight now, coming man. up i know I'm when you, really when you get to forward. meet people like that yeah, it makes you great. invested more i believe that uh, speaking of meeting people, you've met him before. We've met him before. The hero himself, Quentin Henry's coming up. He'll be on. He'll be on a card coming up to BKFC twenty in Biloxi. I can't believe it's a week away. From I know, tomorrow. man. They that keep card keeps that. getting deeper, deeper, deeper. More fights added. I'm not sure if you know this or not. A couple of days ago. Man, I'm 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 gonna hold off on it. I'm gonna hold why off. Why would you do that? Break. Why would you Why would you do that to me? And the people, oh, he's teasing us. He can do it. He said he can do it. The the, the voice of God just told us we can do it. Go ahead and do it then. No, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off till after. Is the it break. like a big announcement? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give. I'm gonna give the fans a reason to stick around till after. He's the break. a true yo. You've become such a broadcast journalist with the teases. Yeah, he's swinging the it there to hang around. Yep. So I guess that means we're gonna find out more with Rob's big secret. And I want to know, and I'm not kidding you. Sometimes on the show, I don't know. No, I really have no clue what the hell you're talking about. So I want to find out too. And we're going to find out more right after this.
<laughs> I am trying to fit in with the promo. What? What? what the hell was that? What did we just watch? <laughs> that was like Max Hedrum BKFC. Oh, man. That was, that was disaster. <laughs> so brother. for those of you, because I know, like, first of all, I want to shout out Big Ben's always in the in the comments. Mm-hmm. I want to say hi to him. We love him. What's the up, Ben? Good there, to see you, buddy. There's another Ben that hit me up on Facebook, and this is important. His name's Small ben? ben? Benjamin. I guess we'll call him Benjamin. Nah, it's a Benjamin. small Ben. We got a big Ben. We're going to need a small Ben. Benjamin wants me to autograph a Tiger Life can when I come to Mississippi. He's going to oh, be there. Cool. I'm very excited about it. But the reason I'm shouting out Benjamin is because he listens to the BKFC show mm-hmm. on Spotify. 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 Okay. And he says, you know, sometimes you guys talk about things that are happening, but I can't see them. Mm-hmm. So what just happened, if you missed that, I don't know if that'll be on the Spotify show, was it, 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 the video was so choppy. I don't know what happened. So that's what we're, we're joking around about. But uh, thank you for listening, Benjamin. We really appreciate guys like you and everyone that listens and watches. <laughs> the irony is we see people in the chat make, man, the production for this show really stepped up. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Why'd you jinx it, man? You jinxed it. <laughs> so they're all waiting, Rob. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. You were teasing mm-hmm. before the, our Max Hedrum break. Yeah. You were teasing about uh, something that's going on. Undefeated Some- heavyweight Dylan Kleckler is now on this card, What, man. the one coming up on Friday? Yes, sir. Next Friday? Next Friday, BKFC 20. He's now added to this card. So Do we know he's fighting it? If you didn't need to know another reason to join in, yo, I've been waiting for this dude to fight. He got injured his last, yeah. I think, last two times. Just Who? Oh, Kleckler. He's oh, right there, next he there, there he is. There he is on screen. Yeah, his beard Who's is got so much beard? cooler than my beard, uh, Hold on. Let's ask the chat. Who's got the better beard? Now, I take look like... I got Kleckler. And you guys I'm, could be brothers. <laughs> really? I mean, look, put your, put, make your face like his. We can't be brothers. I'm cleanly shaven, baby, today. I'm looking good. Not really. No, that's exciting, man. uh, Undefeated heavyweight, man. Add that to the mix. There's going to be some fireworks next Friday for sure. That's going to be awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to him too. Uh, I think he was supposed to fight, was it Josh Burns, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that's when the Frank Tate fight happened because he tore his hamstring or something Mm -hmm. like that. Ah, it sucks, man. So he'll be back. I don't know who he's facing. Do you know that yet? I don't. Maybe the production crew has uh, some intel on that. I I just know Kleck was on. So I had to make the announcement. Once I heard that, boom, baby, let's go. Good to see Dylan Kleck come back. Going to be really good. there's a lot of other stuff we have to talk about before we get into Quentin Henry, who's coming mm-hmm. up in a couple minutes. Uh, the Chad Mendez signing. You weren't here last week. Mm-mm. Chad Mendez signing was huge for the organization. Uh, it was talked about on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, uh, from what I could hear, was very complimentary. I was very excited when Joe 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 called me. He said, you know, this Rogan is... Rogan ex- called you? Yeah, we were talking. He okay. said, it's, it's really exciting, Bri. And I said, I agree with you, Joe. And I said, I can't do your show. I don't have time right now. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy, man. I'm doing the BKFC busy, show, baby. Man. I'm a BKFC we'll, guy. We'll reschedule. We'll take a rain check, Joe. <laughs> but... But in all seriousness, I like to get your opinion and outlook okay. on this stuff. Chad Mendez, big signing for BKFC. Where are you at with the Chad Mendez signing? And if you're just joining the chat, it. I want to know where I you're at. I love it, man. Chad Mendez has hands. Mm-hmm. He's a decorated wrestler. He's known for that. He's known for his ground and pound. But do not look past this guy's uh, stand up by we any showed stretch. It. We showed it last week on here. I mean, anybody, because I saw some comments on social media that were like, oh, good, they hired a wrestler. No, here's the thing. This guy can throw. We showed it last week. If he had, I would say, if he had two solid more weeks, Conor McGregor wouldn't be where Conor McGregor was at because he would Think about that. Ass. On, yeah, on two weeks it. notice. Evan and I were talking about it. On two weeks notice. Yeah. And I mean, you can see, we're going to play some clips of it here. Uh, the other thing, I mean, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here, but mm-hmm. I'm playing devil's advocate with myself here. Okay. I mean, we've seen UFC people come to BKFC. We've talked about this before. We've seen boxers, people from non-bare knuckle people. Mm-hmm. And they don't always fare the best until they get a fight or so under their belt. They have to kind of experience it. Even if you're, you're an elite athlete, you're still walk, walking into something different than what you're used to. Dude, I think it's totally different per person. I, I 
before I watched and before, you know, the previous BKFC, BKFC 19, before watching that, I honestly thought Paige Van Zandt was going to annihilate Ostevich because she had that experience. I kind of thought that too. Dude, and Rachel came out like a, she took it to like a Dr. Water. She's been doing it for years. She's great. So I don't know, Overhead man. Rights. I really don't know. I was in the same, same wheelhouse as you that, you know, some people don't fare well with it. It's a new sport. They need a transition period. Ostevich came in like, you know, she fought three people on the way to the damn fight, man. But let so, me ask you I don't something. Do you, do you maybe feel like, uh, again, that's, I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate what people are saying, what I'm reading, but mm-hmm. do you think that that almost is a dated way of thinking now or becoming one? Because Bare Knuckles has been around now for a couple, for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this last week with John Nutt. It, it's continuing to progress. You're seeing different uh, disciplines, if you will, mm-hmm. different styles. Mm-hmm. So do you think that now the, the people from outside organizations that are coming in, the beginning, oh, I can kind of do this. I know what I'm doing. And now they're realizing, wait a minute, this is a little different than I thought. And then they adjust accordingly. Do you think maybe that's what's going on here? I, I think so for sure. I think people are actually downloading the data. They're watching the fights. They're seeing what's working, what's not working. What is the difference between MMA, boxing, and bare knuckle fighting championship? And, and there is it's it's if you're a true fan, I know if you're watching and listening to this, you are you are the elite of the elite fans. You're the true, the most true fans mm-hmm. of watching. And you're this. you're an even bigger fan if you smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, look at you in his commercial. Got him. Um, that was good. You got me too. I was, I was waiting for what you were going to say. Maybe that. So we're going to get to Quentin Henry in just a minute, but I just want to say that um, if you're watching this, you're a big fan. So you, you're understanding what we're saying. You're watching mm-hmm. this develop with us. And I always say, it's cool that we're building this together. And a guy that we're going to talk to together, because if you have any questions, as we say, if, mm-hmm. if they're good, the producers will grab them, drop them in the chat. Uh, for Quentin your hero, his hero, my hero, the hero, Henry. He's on the line. Hey, Quentin, how you doing, dude? Oh, pretty good, man. You know, just another day, running around busy. Look at that, man. There he is. He's got the shades on. He's got the beautiful beard. Quentin Henry. I, I, man's I, a legend, dude. I don't care, man. This, uh, this guy is a living legend right here, man. I agree. I got I, the it, hair up today. I don't have it <laughs> he's got a bun. <laughs> got it up. It's a little hot for that shit. He's got, <laughs> he's got it all set up behind him. See, you're you're a pretty cool, mellow, calm dude, and I, I enjoy talking to you. You can do voiceovers. Your voice is phenomenal, but your hands are even more phenomenal. Uh, but when somebody pisses you off, I feel like you're not going to be the calmest dude anymore. Uh, there's a lot we want to get into. Mm-hmm. There's a lot we want to get into. And I think before we yeah. even get into all that stuff, we need to kind of go chronologically here. I want to start from Knuckle Mania, uh, your, your fight with Chris Lieben. And I want to talk to you right. about that. Um, interesting fight. Um, I think that even in a loss for you, it, it made you into, it didn't, the loss I don't think hurt you. I think the fans respected you for keeping on going. If you've never seen the fight, go watch it on the B, Bare Knuckle TV app, bkfc.com. It was actually just posted last oh, you night. Posted yep, it? it was posted last night on YouTube. They can rewatch that fight. And there's a little bit of dialogue with exactly what you said. So join in in that conversation. I mean, you can, you can talk about the fight too. Uh, mm-hmm. Quentin, what happened? It looked like you got poked in the eye, right? Yeah, um, I felt like the the fight was kind of going my way. I was just kind of getting into my groove, and uh, we got caught up against the ropes one time, and then I heard a, a break break from the ref, and then I got poked in the eye, and then the ref grabbed me and said break the last time after I got poked. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, and then after that, it was kind of just like, you know, I would lo- kind of lost some of my vision in my left eye, and um, it's kind of hard to, to run your game plan and work distances and all that when, when you kind of only got one eye, but, uh, I was, I was not going to go out that way. And I definitely, uh, was going to make sure that the fans got their money's worth before I, before I stepped out of that cage. And we did, we saw that and, and you're a true warrior for doing that. But I noticed you said that the ref said break, break, then you got hit in the eye and then another break. 
I'm not saying it was intentional. I have no clue I wasn't in there. But is there any ill will? Did you feel like uh, that he should have broken? If he would have broken, the fight could have gone on, given the fans more. You could have had a better chance at getting the W. Well, I don't blame Chris per se. I blame the ref. You know, if the ref is going to see, if you're going to say break, you have to be breaking the action up, especially when you got two guys going at it. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a rule we need to get clarified before I fight again, because I ain't fucking stop throwing until somebody puts their hands on me next time. That'll be the last damn time I quit protecting myself because the ref said break. His ass better be in there in between us, pushing somebody around, or I'm still throwing dick beater. Well, that's that's what we're looking for out of you. That's why people love you, man. Uh, I think people really gravitate toward you for reasons like that. Now, uh, Chris had asked, from what I understood, for this fight to be his retirement fight. I know you grew up as a fan. You had said before that going in, you didn't, you weren't really nervous. You just wanted to give him a good fight. Is that correct to say? I think we lost. Yeah, him. man. Um, or I think he froze up on me a little bit. It's what Max Hedrum Day here. That's all right. Let's try again. What I said was, you were. Can you hear me? Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Don't you be sorry. It's probably our satellites. We're having all kinds of storms around here. Um, did you going into the fight? I mean, you were aware. I think you told me before that uh, he picked you for his retirement fight. And while that must have been some type of honor for you, you wanted to put him down. You wanted to put him out. You know, so you could advance your career. Uh, going into that, I don't think you were. There's no fear in you, but uh, what was that like going in for something like that? It was exciting, you know, um, to finally kind of, you know, I've been fighting my whole life. And then when he called me out, it kind of was like my invitation to the top. You know, it kind of let me know that that I was at least credible in what I've been doing, you know, for him to want to fight me because he doesn't pick people to fight because they're bums. He picks people to fight because they're badasses. And, uh, you know, to be picked by Chris Liebman is a, you know, it's an honor in that aspect. You know, he wanted to fight. He didn't want an easy fight for his last fight. He wanted one that people weren't sure if he was going to win. And, uh, you know, he, he ended up winning it. I think if we ran it back nine out of 10 times, he's mine, but, uh, you know, it, uh, it is what it is. That's why it's the fight game. You know, it's not, it's not called winning. It's called fighting. So you never know what's going to happen at the end of the night. And Quinn, was there anything that surprised you going into that match? Is there anything that, um, you know, Chris did differently that you did not expect or anything that maybe took you off your game plan a little bit. Yeah, he ran hmm. Hmm. the whole fight. As soon as the fight starts, he started backing up. And that's not something I've ever seen Chris Levin do before. Uh, no, no, so, you no, know, no. I had uh, I had prepared for a war where we were both meeting in the middle and I ended up chasing him around the whole time until uh, until he, he clipped me with one when I was a Cyclops. But, you know, it, uh, <laughs> maybe that was his game plan the whole time. You know, he's a savvy veteran. Maybe he was trying to get me to bite that bullet and he was just going to back up. And if that's the case, it worked. But I can tell you this shit ain't going to happen again. We, he definitely took some solid shots. I think everybody uh, knows the, you know, the, the ability of Chris Lieben to take a shot. He's chins like granite yeah. i mean took some very solid shots but yeah i mean I, I went back and watched the fight again it wasn't you know that i wasn't hitting hard enough they just didn't land in the exact spot you know the i was catching him here up in the jaw up in the you know top yeah. of the cheekbones and stuff instead of right on the button and all that you know i just i blame myself for the whole thing just letting it get a little too out of control and not you know not focusing in and zeroing in on where my shots were going and you know at that point i felt like i was indestructible i wasn't scared of him i didn't think he had anything for me uh, you know, and I was just like, fuck it. I'm about to take this dude out. And, uh, you know, little do you know, he got me. 
Yeah, it, it seemed like there was so much going through your mind, so much going on in such a short time in that fight. So thanks for kind of uh, sharing that with us. But I'll tell you where other stuff's been going on because you're an unpredictable guy. I mean, we love watching you fight, of course, in the squared circle, love seeing what you're up to. But then I think it was BKFC 17. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this. Uh, after the show, I believe it involved uh, Lambert, Mr. Malo, more Malo, whatever, yeah, Brandon Lambert. Ironically enough, I'm going to fill the fans in really fast that Brian and myself actually had the opportunity. We interviewed Brandon separately. We interviewed uh, Quentin as well. And, and then, well, all, and then, yeah, we had that going on before the show. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we hear there's this melee after the show. Robert Washington was involved and you were involved in this. Uh, can you speak on what happened? I mean, there's been different stories, but I haven't heard your part of it yet. Right, man. I was, uh, I was actually sick that night. Uh, I had sat outside for about an hour just so I could rest with a headache, uh, trying to leave, but, uh, I had other people riding with me, but you can hear if you catch that video on YouTube, when I walk up and I'm standing there, I'm hollering, I'm telling Ryan, I'm like, Hey man, I'm about to leave. And that's all I was doing was walking up, you know, to get my stuff and go. And Robert and Ryan and Brandon were all, you know, sitting there talking and it seemed to me like you're reading the body language of it. It was, you know, hospitable. It didn't seem like it was about to turn violent or anything, you know? So, uh, and then I heard Brandon telling Robert like, Oh yeah, well, we'll set it up. We'll make it happen. And I thought they were agreeing on a contract or something mm-hmm. like agreeing to fight each other. Cause you know, how Brandon is, yeah. you know, he's always promoting and, <laughs> you know, doing all his stuff. And I was like, Oh man, that, they just got him a fight, you know? And that's what I thought. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then uh, the guy said something to him about meeting him in the parking lot and Mm. just walked off. And Brandon was telling him, you tell somebody to meet you in the parking lot, you better. And then, bam, he turned around and punched him. And I was still at this point, but when he hit Brandon, it like knocked him past me. And then I kind of just stepped up in between them like, hey, what the hell? And I was really just trying to like, I'm, I'm not one to like jump into other people's fights. Like, I'm going to let them fight it out. Of course. <laughs> when I stepped up, looked back, and I saw Brandon was still good. But then when I turned around and looked at him, he started putting his hands up like he was going to fight me. And I'm like, man. So then when I started walking towards him, you know, there's little kids and women and stuff all mm-hmm. around. And uh, I was just going to try and contain the situation because the last thing that needed to happen was for me to go Wolverine mode up in that building with all the people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I started coming at him. Tony ended up grabbing him and throwing him on the ground. But then Tony backed up. Like he was about to get up. So I just jumped on top of him, set my hooks and sprawled him out. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I own a jujitsu school. Uh, uh, you know, I was just holding him there. And then everybody thought I was the bad guy. I mean, I guess obviously because I'm huge and scary, I guess maybe <laughs> you know, I get that. But uh, yeah, then everybody started like grabbing me and pulling off. Me. It was, I don't know how many people. It was, I counted it was seven or eight. Uh, I counted seven yeah. or eight people. And they weren't. Here's what I'll say about you. And I'm, this is going to be a way to put you over even. I'll count seven or eight when this happened. Uh, you, you had all these people who were going to show them on the screen now, but yet all oh, these people live. pulling them off you, right? All these people are pulling them off and you weren't letting go until you were ready to let go. It didn't matter. There's seven or eight guys. No, I wasn't leaving until I let go because I, either his head was going to come with me or I was going to, or, you know, I was going to let go of it. And, uh, you know, but that was kind of the thing. And then all of a sudden they were coming after me. Like I was the bad guy. You were the I, hero. I don't You're know. You're trying to help situation. Right. You know, it's, it's what I do. So, you know, but it is what it is. I think everybody figured it out afterwards. I just, I just don't like that whole situation in general. Just the, the, uh, I guess the unsportsmanlike conduct of it outside the cage and then just causing a danger and stuff to the fan. Yeah. Um, this, this could be legal ramifications. People nervous. This could be legal yeah, ramifications. I mean, people get too. nervous around that. We're, we're huge fighters. We train to hurt people. 
and then you see them just brawling outside and you know you know that ain't that ain't good at all um, no i agree and that you know that was kind of what aggravated me the most and it was just you know that robert washington guy's just a punk bitch and uh i just can't stand that i should actually be but you know cooler heads prevail no because we don't want to see you go to jail we want to see you fight so uh let's let's kind right, of but see he didn't go to jail so what's the key <laughs> from doing it next time that's all he did was set a precedence that you can fight outside the cage and cause a distraction like that and not lose your job because he got another fight so now this, you know, this is the environment we're in. I'm ready. I'm nobody's coming up to me hostile or aggressive and getting in swinging range without something happening because I don't know what's going to happen no more. You know, uh, so no, just let everybody just clear, keep your distance from me because I ain't about that life. I think we need to invest into additional security. That's what it sounds we, like. We man. we've been doing that, and I feel like I feel like I try to make a joke to transition there. He's mm-hmm. very serious. I could tell. No, so, it's a, no, and it's you should be a serious situation. You should for be sure, serious. man. I mean, we have. Well, I mean, we have, he's a bum, man. He's embarrassing real fighters like me. That's an embarrassment. The yeah. guy's a bum in the ring and outside the ring, and I don't want no part of him or, or any of that, really. Well, let's 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 shift gears here for a second. Makes the sport look bad. And well, I I appreciate you saying that, and I understand what you're saying. But let's shift gears here for a second. Let's talk about you have a fight coming up. We're going to get to that in a minute, believe it or not. But let's talk about something I saw. You posted something on Instagram recently. It's two o five, and you talk about your weight and uh, what's your walk around weight. What what are you normally at? Uh, I was two o nine this morning. Okay. But so, then, yeah, that's usually where I stay, about 210, 205. It depends on, you know, how hard I'm training, how much I'm eating, really. But I usually stay within 5 to 10 pounds of 205 most of the time. So in the post, I think we're going to flash it up here in a second. It's a scale that says 205, and you wrote some stuff in there. And you were basically saying in there uh, that you would go down to challenge Tiago Alves. You you were they're, – they're thrown up there now. I think you can read it if it's on screen. Um who are you looking at? I mean, after this fight, let's, let's read that really fast for the fans. I can't say here's the difference between me and the rest of these folks. I don't cut 30 pounds so I can be the bigger guy. I got to eat to stay at the weight. And it's different when you live for this shit. Hashtag Diago Alves, ATT better watch out. Ain't nothing but a thing to slip uh, down and take that belt. Woo. So yeah, it's hot. You're a motivated okay. guy. You're, right. you're calling people out. You're, I mean, what, what was the, the, the thought behind that when you wrote that? Do you want Tiago at some point? Not looking past your fight. I want everybody. Up. I want all of them. I want whoever's got a belt, whoever's going to put me up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, he's a, I was a huge Tiago Alves fan my whole career, you know, his whole career and all that. Um, you know, but now there's not, these guys aren't on a pedestal above me anymore. And I feel like they're getting a pedestal that they don't deserve based on what their past was. You know, he had a great fight against Yuli. You know, I don't dislike Tiago. I don't think he's a bad guy, but my goal is to leave a legacy. And, uh, you know, I spent my whole career in MMA fighting at 185. I fought 170, 185, 205 heavyweight. There's not a weight that I haven't fought at besides, you know, one that I'd have to cut my leg off to get to. And, uh, you know, if that's where the interesting fight is, and that's the one I want to go to, you know, um, I love to fight for the 205 belt. You know, that, I'm just here to, I'm here to, to leave a legacy. I'm not here, you know, to dodge people and go here and there. But, you know, to be at 205, drop down to 185 and get a belt and go back to 205, take that one too, or maybe the first one at 205 and go to 185, it's just Whoever wants it's going to get it. You know, on a good week, you give me six weeks, I can make 185. Sure, you know, we could. can throw some fireworks down there too. And and Quentin, so just so we're all clear, you're putting that out there. Are you saying Thiago walks around a whole lot heavier and he cuts down for? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If, if when given he was in the UFC, I watched mm-hmm. uh, UFC un- unleashed on him. I think he was walking around at 200 pounds fighting at 170. 
Mm, wow. you know, so, I mean, a lot of these guys, and that's just the sport in general, yeah. that's what it is in MMA and that's boxing. That's kind of what it's developed into, but I don't feel like that's the, that's the right way to go. And that's the way you need to be. There's a way that you can be at your peak physical conditioning and at a certain weight, which mine is about 205. That's mm -hmm. what I am at my peak physical conditioning, but you have a lot of guys who aren't reaching that. And instead they're, instead of eating right the couple of weeks before they're making it up in the sauna, cutting another 10 pounds. And, and it's just, it's not like it's cheap or whatever it is. It's just not good for you at all. You can't be hydrated. You can't perform at your best. And that's why I don't do it. And these guys that think that's giving them an advantage are just finding out that it ain't the same when I bust you in the head after cutting 30 pounds versus if you're walking around the day of weigh-ins or training. You if, know, so, Quentin, if um, given the opportunity, you have two choices. Hector Lombard at 205, Diago question. Alves 185. Where are you going, buddy? I want that 205 belt. I want to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat. You know, 205 is easy for me. Uh, you know, I think that they're both legendary fighters in their own, but I definitely think that I can take them if I get my chance to get in there and the ring with them. Um, you know, I'm, I got my sights on everybody right now. Fish is about to get it. And then after I get done with him, we're moving on to the next one. So let's, let's talk about Jason fish. We don't want to look past him. Mm -hmm. I, I believe he's two and oh, no, not at all. uh, well, I mean, I don't want any of the fans to feel like we're doing it. There's just so much. We don't always get to talk to you. So there's so much we want to unpack, but mm -hmm. let's talk about your fight with Jason fish. Where are you with that? Obviously you're training hard. You're always training hard. I've seen your stuff on Instagram and, uh, you're, you're incredible at what you do. We've seen your fights in the past, but where are you with Jason fish? Are you, a, I always ask this, are you a guy that studies tapes or do you just kind of go in and do your thing? I pretty much just do my thing. My coaches watch a little bit of tape to kind of, you know, figure out what, what we need to be working on and all that. Um, you know, but the way I look at boxing is if my game is on point, it doesn't matter what he does. And, uh, you know, so it's really more important to focus on what I'm doing. Um, my conditioning, my striking, my speed and agility. I've added, you know, a speed and agility coach, strength conditioning coach for this training camp, something I wasn't doing before. You know, I finally, uh, you know, my, I, own, I own three businesses outside of being a fighter. I got three kids. Um, you know, I do volunteer work around the community. I, I stay busy, you know, but in the past, my training just revolved around my schedule. I got to train where I could fit it in. And now, uh, you know, I've changed that. Now I go, I, I leave my hometown twice a week. I drive an hour and a half away to go train just so I have nothing else to do. Um, and I got with the speed and agility coach over in Shreveport, underdog fitness and, uh, Jake DeMint over at DeMint old school boxing. You know, I've just taken myself out of that comfort zone to push myself even further. And, uh, I think the results are definitely going to show next weekend. That'll get you to the next level. Uh, when you do stuff like that, I find every time we talk to somebody, when they do that, that's what happens. Uh, Jason fish for the newer fans that haven't seen him fight yet. You've seen him fight and you're a professional fighter. So I always like to ask questions like this. Could you describe Jason Fish as you see him in a sentence or two as a fighter? Mm -hmm. He's like a uh, a little wrecking ball. That's basically the the plan that he has. You know, he's pretty durable. He'll stand around and he'll take some shots in order to get inside and try and drop the big overhand right. Um, you know, he's like a little juggernaut. That's basically what his game plan is. There's a whole lot of brute and uh, not a whole lot of advanced technical skill. You know, but sometimes that'll get you that'll get you further than you think. But this time, it's just going to end up getting my ass whooping. Well, what is your? I mean, that's prediction, the ass whooping. But when you visualize the fight, I ask this all the time too because uh, it's it's interesting to me. As you visualize the fight and you look at a prediction, where do you see this stopping? I mean, obviously, you're going to go for a knockout. 
Uh, I'm predicting doctor stoppage by cuts. Doctor stoppage. That's what I predict by the end of the yeah before before he goes down, he probably gonna end up getting cut up too many times, and the doctor gonna tell him it ain't a good idea to go on no more. You know, uh, like I said, man, in the past, you watched me in the leaving fight, I kind of lost my lost my cool. I kind of went a little too hard. Uh, you know, Tiger got out of the cage. Happens sometimes, you know, but uh, but I'm a surgeon, bro. When I'm in there throwing hands, it's uh, it's like sniper rifle pop, pop, pop over and over. And I'm not looking for the knockout. I'm looking for the open shot. And if the knockout comes and that just what happened to, to me, but I know damn well, every time I hit him, something's going to bleed. Rob. Hey, I've got this in the chat. If it is, I apologize. If it is not Quentin, I, uh, we put it out there all the time. Uh, we go to the fans. We have Robert Washington apparently in the chat asking to run a fight. Is that something that you would be interested in the future, or are you looking past that? What are your thoughts? Clint? The dude that just got knocked out in seven seconds, <laughs> like a fucking bum. Get the fuck out of here. That's all I got to say to you, you piece of shit, Down syndrome, Ninja Turtle-looking motherfucker. All right. Well, <laughs> well, uh, well, Quentin Henry, never at a loss for words. Uh, we appreciate your honesty on that. Uh, I, I, that's, that's your answer there. There it uh, is. But I, I heard you say, you, you mentioned the word juggernaut. I also heard you say that when referring mm. to Jason Fish, your big fight coming up August 20th. By the way, bkfc.com if you want to watch it. You want to watch this fight. Quentin Henry, you never know what's going to happen. Jason Fish, 2-0. So this is going to be a great fight. But you you said the word juggernaut. And in that 205 division, uh, we've seen Hector and the juggernaut, Lorenzo Hunt. They've mm-hmm. had some issues. Uh, where are your thoughts on Lorenzo Hunt? I mean, if you do get past Jason Fish, and it sounds like you're confident you will, uh, is Lorenzo Hunt a fight you're interested in? Is that who would be Absolutely. next to Absolutely. Man, I've, I've wanted to fight Lorenzo for a little while now. I think he's wanted to fight me too. I just don't think it was kind of in the cards. You know, me and him are we don't beef for nothing. We're cool. We see each other, you know, uh, but yeah, I respect him a lot after, um, I, after that Josh Dyer fight, he seemed like a different guy. That was a very, very impressive fight for him. Um, mm-hmm. you was. know, but that just, that just makes me want to fight him more. I just don't, I just, I'm not entitled enough to think that I deserve to fight him before he fights for a belt is all it is, you know, and until he gets that out of the way, he's earned that he deserves that. And, uh, you know, once that's done with and he's back on the table, we can look at it from there, you know, but, but I'm, I, I got a lot of respect for Lindsay Rowe as a fighter. We talk about a lot of respect. I know that the fans in the chat have a lot of respect for you as a fighter. We do as well. We can't wait to see your bout coming up with Jason Fish. BKFC.com, Bare Knuckle TV app. You grab that. You're one of the many amazing fights on there. And, uh, you know, as you said today, you're a guy that's on the road to building legacy for yourself and, that, and, and getting right. titles so you can eat well. All this stuff, and the fans love it because you're so driven. So we're excited to continue watching your journey as a professional fighter. And congratulations for, as you said earlier, kind of getting to sit at the, I don't want to say the big boys table, but this is huge for you being in Yeah, BKFC. it's kind of like that. So big boys table. It's okay to say that. And you, well, <laughs> well, as long as you're the biggest boy that eats the most at the big boys table, you'll be all right, right? Right, yeah, as long as you get to be in the group, you know. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the thing. When you get to the top, you're not fighting bums anymore, you know. So it's not just going to be a walkthrough going to everybody. And, and really, that's what makes it exciting. I'm, I'm more, I get more excited for fights I'm not supposed to win than, than the ones that I'm supposed to. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to putting on a show and, and getting my name out there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm making my way up, but I, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm not done. Um, I want to be the face of the sport and I want everybody to, to recognize this mullet and say, Oh, that's a bare knuckle boxer. 
And Quentin, where, where can people learn more about you? We're going to uh, let you go with that. How can they learn more about you? How can they follow you on your social media channels? Uh, I'm on uh, Quentin Henry, Quentin the Hero Henry on Facebook, and then Hero Henry, at Hero Henry on Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty pretty uh, active on all of them, but Instagram is kind of the one that I, I stick to the most. But uh, yeah, man, Instagram, I got a website for my uh, gym. I got a gym if anybody's in town, anybody's cutting through Western Road, North Louisiana, come on through, come see me, we'll hang out. I'm not so scary in person, man. You know, it's just, uh, if you're not on my side, you don't want to deal with me. That's it. <laughs> hey, I'll stop by your gym as long as you promise not to hit me. Uh, Quentin Henry, <laughs> yeah, thank bro. you so much for coming Thanks, on. Quentin. We appreciate you and uh, good luck in, in building your legacy here in BKFC. Uh, we can't wait to watch it. Oh, look at that. See y'all soon, guys. See you, man. Good next luck. time. It's going down next Friday. Ah. <laughs> there we go. And we're going to be back right after this. Tiger Life is not about race or religion black or white, young or old, male or female. It's not about where you live or where you're from. It's about finding your why in life. Tiger Life is a way of life. It's a purpose, a light, the future. We all have a story to tell, so let's tell it. It's time to be heard. Just remember, we may not be able to rewrite our story, but we sure as hell could change the ending. Tiger Life. Energy never tasted so good. Tiger Life is not about race or religion, black or white, young or old, male or female. It's not about where you live or where you're from. It's about finding your why in life. Tiger Life is a way of life. It's a purpose, a light, the future. We all have a story to tell, so let's tell it. It's time to be heard. Just remember, we may not be able to rewrite our story, but we sure as hell could change the ending. Tiger Life. Energy never tasted so good. We're back. That was great interviews with yeah, uh, Crystal Pittman, uh, Quentin Henry. I love learning more about these people, and I love educating for you if you don't know, because I know you guys are big fans too. By the way, you can also catch the show. We talk about this, a quick plug, mm-hmm. BKFC show. That's uh, on Spotify as well, like our boy Benjamin does, and he hit me up, and he loves the show. So another shout-out to him. Awesome. So much exciting stuff coming up in BKFC. Just quickly, um, if people don't know, let's go through the events that are coming up. Not not the mo- the ones coming up uh, a week from tomorrow, BKFC 20. Mm-hmm. BKFC 21, that's going to be Dakota Cochran versus the Marine Mike mm-hmm. Richmond. Then you got Josh Burns versus the Hammer Josh Burns versus Hillbilly Hammer. That's I mean, the undercard. That's crazy, Think man. about that. that that's that's, awesome. that's the matches I know so far on that one. First round knockout. Yeah? Yeah. What, the knockout. Hammer and Shoemaker saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who for who? I'm not saying who. Oh, it's going to be a first a, round knockout, a, bro. Oh, yeah, you're a real Richard. Uh... You know, I'm trying to be clean. You're a freaking Richard. Uh, let's see. So there it is. It's up there. You can check it out. And where we're going to be, if we're coming to your town, make sure you come hang out. BKFC 22. Man, that's going to be fireworks. Chad Mendez. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's going to be on that car, brother. That's, I can't wait to see what he does. And then we have everything. We have Total Lines coming up. I think in the UK. I'm not sure the date on that, but I know we have Total Lines coming up. And it's just exciting. We have the Game Bread 2 coming yeah, up. August 28th is, is the Toe the Line UK, man. That'll be awesome. Yep. All on the app, man. And we just signed somebody from the UK, too. dude. You're getting all this for $4.99. You're getting a buffet for like 50 cents. That's what it is, man. BKFC.com to get in for all the content. Uh, another thing, let's, let's talk about right here and now because we're almost a week away from let's BKFC talk about the 20. Party, man. I want to just, before we do that, I don't know if people caught this on Instagram. I love reading comments on Instagram. I don't always comment, but I'm reading the comments a lot. Mm-hmm. We have this awesome video of Reggie Barnett getting his knuckles ready. So really? let's show the video. Let's show the video. Conditioning his knuckles. Oh, 
Okay, so you can see it looks like he's punching sand with tennis balls in there. Uh, and I, I'm wondering, is he going to break out the pickle brine after this? I mean, he's going old school. People, This is really old school, Brian. This is like kung fu, like iron palm, old school training conditioning. Well, Reggie's very driven, and Reggie is the most winningest fighter in BKFC. I believe his record six and 6-1. His mm-hmm. one loss is to the man he's fighting, Johnny Every Bedford. Match. So he wants to avenge that. He's working hard. Uh, I spoke with Reggie the other day, and Reggie was saying that in his gym, they call it the... the, the um, like at the heat house or something like that, he said, or, or the, the, I forget what he called it, but it, he said he'll raise the heat so high in there so nothing affects him when he's fighting, like a hundred and some degrees sometimes. And he does that kind he's of training. A warrior, Reggie's man. father, uh, very instrumental, former professional boxer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Reggie, Golden Gloves champion. Mm-hmm. Reggie's got a lot going on going in this fight. Reggie has a lot to gain. Reggie's been with Bare Knuckles since day one, as has Johnny. Uh, I think there's some respect there from Johnny now that maybe wasn't there on their first fight. And I think that Reggie knows. This is an opportunity not only to win the title, but just to show his story off and what he's been through. Reggie's been to prison. Reggie's been an alcoholic problem he's beaten. He's Mm. trying to stand up much like Crystal Pittman is, and I love that about Reggie. Mm -hmm. Now, Johnny Bedford, on the other hand, he's got a lot of personal stuff going on, too, he was talking to me about in his head with his business partner and stuff like that. going on there. And we're going to find out more about this on Fight Camp Ungloved. You can see at the bottom of the screen when that debuts in the BKFC app. We, We did interviews with... Reggie's father, everybody, and they're going to put it together. Lord so Evan cool, Zentar is so cool. going to make it look great. I love these unglove series. I know. They're so Learned fun so to much about the fighters. BKFC.com. Grab that app. It's dirt cheap. I mean, for all the stuff we're giving you. I don't know how they even pay us. You get paid? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> See me with the sign. <laughs> we'll go to BKFC for food. For food, yeah. <laughs> They'll feed us in the production tent. It'll be great. Uh, but no, fight... Camp Unglove is always mm-hmm. good, and we got a lot of great content out of those two guys, Reggie and Johnny. Very excited about that fight, the main event. And, you know, Johnny is excited, too. He wants that title to come home with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on the card, we talked to Quentin Henry already. I'm not going in any order here. I'm sorry. Mm. Quentin Henry and Jason Fish. Jason Fish, 2-0. Quentin Henry is a BKFC favorite, in my estimation, um, amongst fans. So uh, as we, we're actually watching Johnny and Reggie. There, there you go. Now we have the card up. Yeah, the co-main so, event. The hometown hero, Alan Belcher versus Tony Lopez. Yo, Tony Lopez is a bad dude, man. Don't sell him short. Alan Belcher has been eating whole oxen, man. This dude is on a special diet. He is ripped, solid as steel, man. He's he's training hard for this. I was saying to President David Feldman, I had heard that he parked his Winnebago outside the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. So that's what I heard. Is that real? This is what I heard. I I don't know. It was a rumor. I don't know. I think he put something on Instagram or something. He was training so he could see where he was going to be. Like he's very motivated. He's a legend in the Gulf Coast. I mean, it's going to be huge to have him there. I interviewed him last time we were there. It was the Garcia versus uh, Elmore fight, Mm -hmm. and he came to the back and I interviewed him. I shook that man's hand. I wouldn't want to get hit by any man's hand, especially his. It's like a Not mitt. at all, man. I mean, that's going to be a great fight. Uh, there's so much good stuff on this card. We talked to the Rugged Beauty earlier, uh, Crystal Pittman, Aldrich Cummings. You see that down the bottom. Um, Bobo O'Bannon, the Bible Belt Brawler, he's going to be there against Lewis Rumsey. And, uh, I mean, these are all fights that you know are going to be great fights. Dylan Kleckler, we talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going in no order, but Kleckler's making his comeback. You can't beat this stuff. Melvin Gillard's going to be there. I think controversial. He His last fight was going. very controversial, man. In the I same thought, building, I think, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, he's back. So he's back. And I mean, look, look, oh, I didn't, Elvin Brito, look at that. These are all, he's one of my favorite guys to watch fight. He's fun to watch fight. His this, evolution is oh, awesome. My, he's incredible. Uh, there's there's very few, I mean, they, everyone loves bare knuckle. If you do it, you have to love it, mm-hmm. right? But this guy 
studies it, trains for it, eats it, breathes it, lives it. It's his entire life, I feel like. When you talk to him, he's got all he's these a theories. Technician of this sport, Oof. man. Wow. Oof. So that's gonna this is this is gonna be awesome. I, I'm oh, excited. Look, for man, it. you got Caleb Harris, one of the most devastating knockout knockouts. Six, the Lionheart. Yeah, dude. I thought he killed the man. I, I thought the dude died on his way down. And yeah, this is all one card, man. This is crazy. One week from tomorrow night, August twentieth, Biloxi, Mississippi, the uh, Mississippi Coast Coliseum. BKFC.com to get that app. I keep saying it. These cards keep getting more stacked and more stacked. I don't even know if that's proper English. But it is exciting to check out some of these Dude. fighters and their evolution. It's Florida Keys kid. John Schaubach's going to be on here, too. How do we even Schaubach, forget about him? They're all here. They're all here at BKFC20. BKFC.com, once again, to get in. You can get in. All I know is if I wouldn't be pounding, um, I wouldn't be pounding sand with my fist because I. Someone wrote this. They said, "What happens when he hits the end of the bucket with his knuckle?" That's what I do. Or I'd probably spill breaks. it on myself. <laughs> if it's Reggie Barnett, he probably breaks the bucket. He man. probably does, man. And I think that if you read those comments with the mm-hmm. Reggie Barnett punching the sand, someone's like, "Oh, you know, they they told me to go. They told me to go pound sand and look what he's doing." <laughs> and he he was even weighing in. He was saying, "You know, I'm really enjoying reading all these comments." Tongue in cheek stuff. But it's yeah. interesting to me because some people are saying that the, the punching of sand and that kind of stuff. Or, some people do rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like, just hit a bag filled with sand. Apparently, the sand saves your knuckles, they say, a little bit. Because if you punch the bag, it'll, it'll cut your knuckles up a little more. Okay. Uh, some people saying it works. Some people saying it doesn't work. We'll um, know next Friday. I'm not going to try it. I'll, we'll know next Friday we whether it works or not, man. We have 13 action-packed bouts, man. 13. Wow. What time does the prelim start? Dude, uh, 7 o'clock. That's so, live on YouTube for free. Yeah. yeah. Wet as long as you subscribe. Wait, you wet your taste butt up a little bit for the, for the bout. <laughs> uh, you're not going to see it if you don't subscribe. BKFC.com. Grab the Bare Knuckle TV app and get involved, man, because we're building this thing. It gets bigger and bigger every show, and we're excited that you're a part of it. Rob, that's all I got for this week. Man, I'd love to do the knockouts of the week, but we keep getting like, banned I and know. hit with the, you know, you're not supposed to be putting out the real-life stuff. So. Well, here's your knockout of the week. You ready, everybody? You all right, Rob? Did they cut that camera so it looked real? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate all of you. Uh, Like, subscribe, whatever you like to say, Rob. Like, comment, subscribe. (laughs) Put your tiger life up, brother. I love it, man. We are just about a week out. I think we're going to be live from uh, the event next week, right? Yes, we are, man. Cheers. A great time. Wait, wait. From John Nutt. Choke D. That's in Thai. You taught me that last week. I don't know. It's just like penis fingers or something. Come on. We gave you the spot for the clip. Ah, It's all right. Knuckle up, see you next week! Fight week, baby!